Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry of the Tighten Up Podcast, and we are A to Z Sports, Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline, and also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for us, and they help out all of you. Uh, like Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash atoz. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the mid-states in Columbia, Murfreesboro, and Franklin online, krebskubota.com. Dot com. So, Jack, we're about to dive into uh, the seven candidates the Titans requested to have virtual interviews with uh, and the trend, uh, kind of how those two or seven candidates are split up into two different categories. Uh, so seven candidates there. And I'm sure there might be more, as Amy Adams Strunk said, uh, and, well, I guess uh, Rand Carthon said in his press conference that a wide net will be cast for this coaching search. Uh, we'll talk about the spicy new information and details that have come out around the firing of Mike Vrabel and what's really happened over the last 12 plus months or so uh, with Mike Vrabel and why he is no longer here. Uh, there's also Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, and Pete Carroll all no longer with their teams. It's been a crazy three-ish days. Uh, but Jack, um, I'm going to ask you, because it's the first time we've talked on the air about this Mike Vrabel thing. How have what was your initial reaction to the Vrabel firing before we get into all this new spicy detail stuff? But what was your initial reaction like? And what have the last couple of days been like uh, for you guys? A tight up podcast out uh, on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network feed, wherever you get your podcasts too. Great episode out with Kayla Anderson. And if you want my full thoughts in long form, where I have more than just a few minutes to get into everything. Go listen to the Tighten Up podcast this week. I thought we did a great job hitting uh, every angle from the Mike Rabel firing. Um, Austin, my thoughts this week. Well, you know, I was a little surprised when I heard the news. There's no doubt about it. But I wasn't super upset. And I know there's a lot of Titans fans. And I've got a bunch of friends and I got a bunch of texts of Titans fans that felt like the sky was falling. It felt like the Titans really botched this one um, in the decision to fire Mike Rabel. I wasn't one of those. I kind of fell in the middle where I would have been fine if they kept him. I'm fine that they moved off of him because I think that there is a guy out there that the Titans can bring in that's able to fit into that head coaching slot and, you know, not kind of be a tyrant in the building. Like we've kind of started to hear um, Mike Vrabel might have turned into over the last year and a half. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm disappointed at the end of the day. I, I disagree with the move. But I, I do believe that there's still a bright future for the Titans. 
if they get the right guy. And that's a big question. And a lot of people are coming at Amy Adams Strunk for her decision, but you got to face the facts. And she took over as controlling owner in 2015. She hadn't made a wrong move. You know, she upgraded from Rustin Webster to John Robinson. She upgraded from John Robinson to Rand Carthon. She upgraded from Ken Wisenhunt to Mike Malarkey and then from Mike Malarkey to Mike Vrabel. So she's, she's earned trust within this fan base. And I know there's a lot of Vrabel diehards out there um, that, that might disagree with me, but, I don't think that this is the end of the world, and I do think that this can still be a rebuild and the Titans can get back into the playoff hunt next year with a young, talented quarterback and still some really great core pieces to this team. So, Austin, while while I am upset, while I am a little little down on the decision, I I still think that the Titans are going to be just fine without Mike Vrabel. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, to everybody who said they should have traded Mike Vrabel, and we talked about this a lot yesterday, Zach and I did, in a, on a long show, our initial show, uh, where I agreed. I thought it was the correct move to fire Mike Vrabel. I have kind of been on this train of, you know, Vrabel has taken this team as far as he can. He's The, the offense will always be in this rotating door of uh, play callers coming in and out for different reasons in Nashville under defensive minded head coach. And that proved to be correct. Um, And now we'll find out what the Titans are going to do. But I I thought that trading Mike Vrabel initially was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But then once Amy Adams strunk kind of cleared the air on the misconception of trading a head coach, that it takes three weeks to even trade your sitting head coach. Then that puts you behind the eight ball or at the back of the line, as she put it uh, into getting the new head coach, my my feeling is, Jack, Vrabel's gone, right? And whatever you have to do to get the guy that you want in, do it. And if it's firing Mike Vrabel without having an opportunity to trade him because you want to get the right guy, then that's the way to do You Maybe you missed on a few draft picks, a future first-round pick to send Vrabel to New England or whatever that might be. But if you can land the number one guy on your target list, then it's completely worth it to me. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I laid it out on the Tighten Up podcast. I thought there were three decisions to be made with Mike Vrabel. One, you keep him. The other, the, the second decision, the second best decision, in my opinion, was you trade him. You get something back for him. The third and the wor- the least ideal situation was you cut him, but a- or not you cut him, but you, you fire him. Fire him, yeah. Uh, but after listening to Amy sit down with Mike Keith, it does sound like that this team has a plan. And while it may not be clear as to who's taking over for Mike Vrabel just yet, I do feel confident that this team's got a plan in place to move forward and be successful with the structure of how things work in, inside the building. And, and a lot of Titans fans are, are, are saying, well, where's this plan, Amy? What, what's what's the plan, Rand? The Titans have a plan. And even though Rand Carthon wouldn't come out and flat out tell you it, because that's not his job, he he was honestly put in a bad position by Amy on, on that uh, press conference, which I, I, I will have to, you know, there, there is some pushback there for, mm-hmm. for Amy Adams trunk from me, but there, there are leagues or there are teams around this league, like the Chicago bears that literally don't have a plan. They do not know who their head coach is going to be. Well, I guess they committed to Eber They certainly don't know who their quarterback will be. That's not a position where the Titans are in right now. They know who's going to lead this team on the field with Will Levis. And they've got a good idea of what they're looking for in their next head coach. And Austin, we'll get to it here in a second. They've brought it. They've already, you know, name seven coaches that they're interested yeah. in talking to. And there's some inspiring names on this list. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get to uh, the seven names that the Titans have requested interviews with. So I, 
before we get to the seven names, I, I kind of want to have everybody like I want to lay out a, the timeline of how all this can work. So if your team, if, if you're interviewing a candidate that did not make the playoffs, you had to wait until three days after that team season was done, which was yesterday. So any team, any candidate who is no longer playing in the playoffs, teams can start interviewing now, today, Thursday, three days have passed right there. So if a team is playing in the wild card weekend, which is coming up this weekend, you can request to interview that person virtually this week, but you cannot do that until three days after their wild card game, whether they win or they lose. And there's a two day window to interview virtually that coach who is a part of a winning wild card team. If the team the coach is on loses in the wild card, then you have to write wait the three days after uh, the season's over for then you to go interview that coach. If you're interviewing a coach that has a buy, whether it's somebody on the Ravens or the Niners staff, you can have a virtual interview with that that coach this week. Uh, but you, you have to have it done before they get into their game week since they have a buy. So with all that said. Here are the seven names the Tennessee Titans have reportedly requested virtual interviews with, and I believe this is the order in which they were reported. Brian Callahan, Bengals offensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, Lions D coordinator, Antonio Pierce, the Raiders interim coach, Dan Quinn, Cowboys defensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, Giants offensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, and Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator. So that's a, a lengthy list of a lot of different names there. And so I find it very interesting, Jack. There mm-hmm. are four defensive-minded head coach candidates there to three offensive. So I don't yeah. even want you to – you want to react real quick before we get to well, our question? I was just going to add a little a little nugget okay. at the end. Jeremy Fowler reports that the, the Titans consider Dolphins offensive coordinator Frank Smith to be a top target. So while they haven't formally requested that, um, Frank Smith does appear to be on the Titans' radar, which is a big name after a big season down in Miami. Yes, uh, for sure. So uh, we will – and look, I got Jack in black saying – uh, Quinn to Seattle, I think, I you know, there's a lot of more openings that have happened. Now there have been two more openings in the Seattle Seahawks and now the new England Patriots officially since Mike Vrabel was fired a couple days ago. So, uh, let's go ahead and get to our question here. I'll, I'll put up the, the interview requests again. The fact that there are four defensive minded coaches to three offensive minded coaches it is a is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal? The Titans requested to interview more defensive coaches than offensive coaches to date. Big deal, small deal, or no deal? The Titans have requested interviews with more defensive coaches than offensive coaches to date. So we'll get to your opinions on that. First, I'm going to tell you guys all about our friends at Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three amazing locations across the mid-state, Columbia, Franklin, Murfreesboro, online, KrebsKubota.com. They are an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the direct line to the best equipment in the entire industry, which is Kubota, and they have the best warranties in the industry, 
Kubota, again, you guessed it. And that uh, can help you out with any of the projects you have around your home, your property, outside for the spring to make sure you, maybe you're building fences, you're doing some projects uh, around your, maybe you're getting a new deck, uh, whatever that might be. Krebs Kubota can help you do that. Or if you've got land out in the county, uh, any of that farm stuff that you guys do that I have no idea about, or like me, I need a new trimmer for my new yard. I'm going to go to Krebs Kubota when that time is here uh, to get myself that new trimmer for the new yard at the new house. And they have three great locations to do that. Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. Their customer service could not be better. It's incredible. Online, KrebsKubota.com. Check out BetMGM.com if you're looking to get some skin in the game. BetMGM is the perfect place for new users. If you don't like the sportsbook you're currently on, it's too complicated. You're having too much trouble. Payouts are a burden. Download the BetMGM app, plug in our bonus code ATOZ Sports, and you'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. They want you to start off hot. They want to put you in the green. They want to put cash in your pockets. So take advantage of this offer. Download BetMGM. New users use our bonus code A to Z Sports, and you'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. All right, Jack, we've asked the question here. Big deal, small deal, or no deal that the Titans have requested more interviews with defensive-minded coaches than they have offensive-minded coaches. And by the way, if you're watching the show, please hit that like button. That goes a long way for us. So please hit that like button if you can. We need more likes on the show. I mean, we've got, Jack, probably four times as many people watching that have actually liked the show. So what's it to you? Hit that like button for us. We'd appreciate that greatly. Uh, and there's also well over a hundred uh, comments since I asked you the question, big deal, small deal, no deal. So Jack uh, off to you, uh, big deal, small deal or no deal that the Titans have requested more interviews with defensive coaches than offensive. Joe gets it, go, gets us going on YouTube with a small deal. Orlando and Clayton both agrees. Um, Jeffrey says it's a dumb deal. Uh, tighten up. Tony says no deal. There will be more names. Amanda C says small deal. Um, Stephen King, small deal. Rooney rule. Uh, big deal from Cole. No deal from MB. Small deal from Biggie. No deal from Dylan. Small deal from Brandon, Kirk, Nick. No deals from Jaron and Curtis. Takes an Otter checks in with a huge deal. Big deal from Tones. A head scratcher as well, he says. Darius says small deal. Demario agrees. So does Sir Esters. Um, Noah Lurch on YouTube says it's no deal. Trace agrees with him. Um, Brandon also agrees. Um, Scott says it's a stupid deal. So a couple dumb, stupid deals. Um, Dimitri says very small deal. Glenn and Pierce interview requests were to satisfy the Rooney rule. Um, Travoris and Andrew, as well as NJ Titans fan, all believe it's a no deal. Jake Barnett on Facebook says big deal. Small deals coming in from Dad and Rambo and Billy. No deal from Ice Down, or excuse me, Low Down. Um, small deal from Ross, picking picking their brains. No deal from Kenneth. Um, we continue to scroll here. Clayton, no deal. Titans are just doing their due diligence, and that's where I want to. That's where I want to stop right here before I okay. get into my answer. I don't have a problem with this list. I don't have a problem that there's been more defensive coordinators than offensive coordinators brought in so far. I do think that list that this list will continue to grow. And when we go through the list, Austin, if you don't mind pulling that list up one more time, when yeah. we go through this list, there are some big time names on here. And, you know, when you look at the offensive coordinators, what Brian Callahan has been able to do in Cincinnati has been remarkable. Even when Jake Browning was in there, when Jake Browning took over for Joe Burrow, uh, Callahan dialed up some system ball where 
Browning was able to sling it for 300 yards and, and look comfortable doing it. That was impressive. That's why I think that he's a great option. Um, you know, you, then you get to the DCs, Aaron Glenn, Antonio Pierce, Dan Quinn, Mike McDonald. Uh, you know, I get why you bring him in, right? You want to cast a wide net, and sometimes the best candidate isn't the one that you thought would be the best fit at the, you know, in the first place. However, I like Ben Johnson, Mike Kafka. A lot of people are saying, you know, he's got that giant stink to him. Well, yeah. Kafka was instrumental in helping Patrick Mahomes or Patrick Mahomes come along in Kansas City as the passing game coordinator and QB coach. So, you know, I, I don't want the Titans to fall into the same trap. I think. There is no losing. There's only learning, right? Well, now that you've lost Mike Vrabel, you have to learn from that. When you hire a defensive head coach and you have a good offense, that offensive coordinator isn't going to stick around long because coaching jobs open up every offseason, and the team that does the most on offense or has the biggest jump on offense is the most likely to have their offensive coordinator poached. So when you hire a defensive-minded head coach and you have an offensive coordinator who has success, You've always got to be looking over your shoulder at, you know, oh my gosh, is there a team that's going to come take him away? And then we're going to have to start over on offense with a young quarterback who already is having trouble with consistency in the coaching staff. And, and then you develop, you know, a situation where nobody's really comfortable in the system and it's a lot of starting over and rebuilding again and learning new things instead of being in the same system, growing and developing in that system from year in, year out. So that's, that's my only worry with these defensive-minded guys. But I also understand that Amy wants a guy that can come in and run the show, right? There is, there isn't this collaborative effort between, you know, it's it's set in stone as to what your role is as the head coach. Rand Carthon does the GM things, head coach does the head coaching things. So I'm not super upset with this list, and I understand why they bring in defensive guys because look, what's the Titans' biggest, you know, biggest strength right now? Well, it's defense. their defense. So yeah. you know, you know, even picking those guys' brain, those really sharp defensive coordinators around the league, seeing what they think that could help this defense and what scheme they think that, that could work on the defensive side of the ball is important. But at the end of the day, I, along with many of the Titans fans in the chat, are, are, are going to probably agree on this. It would be a massive disappointment if they did not hire an offensive-minded head coach with Will Levis as your starter moving forward. And knowing what you know now, when you have a good offense with a defensive-minded head coach, that coordinator becomes vulnerable. And then, you know, inherently the team becomes vulnerable in having one of their best assets being taken away after any type of success. Yeah. Uh, Demario says, I've been saying that for weeks, Jack. That's why I kind of prefer an offensive minded coach who can develop Lovis and offense stays ahead with the head coach, not the OC. Uh, weeks. I've been saying this for years. I started <laughs> saying this in freaking 2018, 2019 when the Titans hired Mike Vrabel, as soon as they were going through the second, the, the, the second time that Vrabel had an offensive quarter that was new after one damn year. I've been, I've been like saying this to as many people that will be, that will listen to me. My wife is sick of hearing me talk about this stuff. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. She wasn't even my wife. When I started talking about this stuff, we were just engaged. <laughs> Like we've been married for five and a half years. I've been saying this for so freaking long that if they hire a defensive minded head coach, I'm going to explode. I'm going to internally combust. And I, I can't afford to do that because if I die Jack, because I internally combust, then I'm sorry. A lot of you guys are just going to be without me and somebody else is going to have to pick up my side of the business with A to Z sports. But I mean, this is ridiculous. 
that if if they do this, if they do this, I will have the most explosive reaction show that you guys have ever seen. Like I will rival some of the biggest like blow up reaction freakout shows that you have seen in ever <laughs> because they cannot do this. They cannot hire. They cannot hire a defensive minded head coach. But at the same time, they cannot hire an offensive minded head coach who can't lead a football team. Just for the sake that he's an offensive head coach, right? Yes. Yes. There has to be layers to this process. And just because you have experience on the offensive side of the ball does not necessarily mean you should get the job if there's a defensive guy that that could lead the team in a better way, even though it is a defensive guy. But at the end of the the day, I'd be willing to roll the dice on that. I would be willing to roll the dice just to get an offensive-minded head coach in here. Yes. So, um... My official answer on the question that the Titans are have requested more defensive head coach candidates than offensive. I actually say it's a no deal. And uh, real quick, Sean, Sean Gill, what's up, Sean? Who we met at Acme. Uh, It says your fan is showing. No, it's just my football is showing. My, my love of football is showing and I cannot stand when football things happen that are stupid. Like, Don't line up in the neutral zone. Don't do it. It's not that hard. Don't line up offsides. Don't kick the ball out of bounds on a kickoff. You have 53 yards wide of a field to kick it. Do not kick it out of bounds. Don't line up offsides. Those two things are so avoidable, yet it happens all the damn time. Do not hire a defensive-minded head coach with a second-year quarterback. That goes in to the same bucket of lining up offsides and kicking the football out of bounds on a kickoff. Don't do it. You you don't have to. Nobody, like, there's so many other ways to go besides that. And, like, Austin, ah. Austin, pull your pants up. Your football's showing. Um, <laughs> I Look, I, some of these defensive guys I, I, I like, like Mike McDonald, I love. But... The Aaron Glenn, especially the Antonio Pierce, those decisions. And I look, I don't fault the Titans for bringing them in at all. They've had success at their current jobs. Antonio Pierce is a unique candidate to bring in who just did well in an interim role in Las Vegas when that season looked over way before it actually was. But don't those guys just feel like Diet Vrabel? You know, I don't want Diet Vrabel. I, I want I want new and advanced and ingenuitive and creative. I don't want Diet Vrabel. I don't want more of the same. I want new and better and shinier. Yeah. I think Caleb has a great comment. Caleb says Dan Quinn makes no sense. Yes. When I hear Amy Adam, when I read Amy Adams strong statement, say in a, the, as the NFL continues to innovate and evolve, Dan Quinn does not look like innovate or evolve to me. Like ever. No. <laughs> like that is not that that's not Dan Quinn innovating and evolving. No, absolutely not. Uh, so again, like I, I did kind of go off on that, you know, that was a fun rant for me, but again, like I, they have <laughs> to hire somebody with an offensive mind, but overall it's a no deal, a no deal right now that they have requested four defensive head coaches and three offensive minded head, head coach candidates. It's a no deal because you got three guys on there that qualify under what you got to have. 
And it's a good thing to talk to the other four because you're going to learn a lot of things. You're going to figure out everything else uh, that they know what their plans are. And, and, and these are some up and coming names like Antonio Pierce has been very popular with what he did in, in Vegas. Well, I'll talk about Aaron Glenn here in a second. Uh, but, uh, but you know, there's, there's a few details that we have to think about too. when with some of these guys, but like, I, I have zero interest in Dan Quinn. I get no, that he's I has agree. experience as a head coach, but I have zero interest in Dan Quinn. Um, and Mike McDonald, I think sounds like a promising guy, but I just think you got it with, with a second year quarterback on a short second round pick contract window. You can't have a Mike McDonald. It, I, as good as Mike McDonald might be, you know, you have to have a veteran quarterback to go after Mike McDonald, in my opinion. And Mike Mike Kafka could be perfect for that. Uh, a guy who's worked with the best quarterback in the NFL. He also at times made Tommy DeVito look competent in New York, which is a feat in itself. Um, what I do like about this coaching list is that there are all these names and none of them really have worked with Rand Carthon before. It's not the buddy system anymore. It's not just the best candidate you've worked with. It's straight up the best candidate out there. So familiarity should be cast aside. Like Bobby Slowick, Titans haven't even put in an interview request for Bobby Slowick, who worked with Rand Carthon in San Francisco. So that's what I really like about this search. They're not turning to what's familiar and what's comfortable. They're willing to go out there, bring in new faces and new ideas, and not just go with the buddy system. And I, and I love yeah. that route and I love that approach. All right. So I want to get into a, a couple nuggets that I have on some of these candidates of conversations and things that I've learned about a few candidates uh, here in the last day or so. Uh, and really before that um, I was learning some things about the Detroit guys uh, learned some things about Bobby Slowick and then another name uh, on the list for the Titans uh, right there. But first, I want to tell everybody about our great friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. FBHP.com slash ATOZ is where you can get started on your new health plan. Farm Bureau Health Plans has been serving Tennesseans uh, for 75 plus years. They can make sure that you get the right health coverage that you need for whatever your situation may be. Maybe you've got a growing family. Maybe you've got a couple kids, maybe kids on the way. You need to make sure, oh man, I gotta, we got to get this health coverage up to up to, to, to snuff here. Farm Bureau Health Plans can do that. Maybe you're an independent contractor, an entrepreneur out there. You're single, so you can't just jump on your spouse's coverage and you got to not go to the marketplace. Don't do that. That's going to gouge you. Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you out and give you real legit coverage across the entire state, 200 plus locations for over 75 years, serving Tennesseans, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. BetMGM can also serve Tennesseans. Download BetMGM and new users plug in our bonus code that you see on the screen right in front of you, ATOZ Sports, and you'll get up to $1,500 back if your first bet misses. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. If you lose that first bet and you're worried about starting off in the red, that's not going to happen on BetMGM. New users plug in our bonus code A to Z Sports. You'll get up to $1,500 back on your first bet. They want you to start off in the green, and hey, it's a great time to get some skin in the game. The NFL playoffs are here. Uh, college basketball conference plays starting to heat up hockey seasons also going on here. So download BetMGM, use our bonus code A to Z sports and take advantage of this great offer today. All right. So Jack, I've got some nuggets on some of these candidates that I find interesting. 
Um, so I'll, I'll start and I'll throw the candidates up again. Um, let's start with the first guy on the list. Brian Callahan, Bengals offensive coordinator. Brian Callahan, I, I think, has been a massive part of what the Bengals are doing and have been doing uh, with Joe Burrow the last few years when healthy and you brought up Jay Browning. The only negative, and it's a big one, Brian Callahan doesn't call plays as an offensive coordinator. So, Zach Taylor's been calling those plays ever since he got the head coaching job, not Brian Callahan. And how much of that of that is a concern that a guy that is a, has been an offensive coordinator for several years, since 2019, in the same place, doesn't call plays and hasn't. So here's why I'm not super super concerned about that is because when Arthur Smith took over as the offensive coordinator, he had never called plays for the Titans. So, right. or for, for any team in the NFL. So mm-hmm. just because you haven't done it before doesn't mean you can't instantly be successful. Arthur Smith's a great example of that. Okay. So yes, it, it took Art, what, like uh, six or seven games to kind of get his, uh, get his sorts about him. Right. I would any say new system will take, a, there'll be some growing pains, right? Early but I, I, I remember the Carolina Panthers game vividly on that was the game where in the first half, Arthur Smith was still trying to figure it out. At halftime, something clicked. And it was at mm-hmm. Carolina 2019. I believe this was Tannehill's second start. They beat the Chargers in Nissan Stadium the week before. They go to Carolina. They play with their food and too much Deion Lewis in the first half. And all of a sudden, the second half, oh, hey, let's start running the ball with Derrick Henry more. And then they got it going, and then they flipped the thing around, but they lost that game. So uh, Brian Callahan does not call plays. That is uh, one nugget that I – uh, believe uh, will have impact moving forward. And, and some of the chat is, is saying we aren't hire, we aren't talking about an OC. This is for head coach. I'm talking about calling plays. I'm talking about calling plays in general. Just because you haven't called plays before doesn't mean you can't do it and be successful. Like there's a reason why the Bengals offense clicks with Joe Burrow or Jake Browning. It, it's it's a collaborative effort, sure. And Zach Taylor's the one that might have the final say. But I, I totally trust Frank Callahan to dial up a, you know, a, a successful offense. And, you know, if he, if he wasn't so important to them, he wouldn't have been on that staff and he certainly wouldn't be one of the hot names in the cycle right now. All right. So Bork says Callahan is tier B and then Bork comes back and says Ben Johnson is tier A. So here's I my agree. next, here's my next nugget. I've been told by our guy who covers the Detroit lions, Mike Payton, who is very plugged in Jack that Ben Johnson is not the best or the better of the two Lions coordinators to be a head coach. Aaron Glenn is the more high floor, high ceiling head coach candidate than Ben Johnson. Because there is a personality type that you have to have. And this has been... Is there though? Yes. There's some great coaches in this league that are weird as hell. Look no, down to South about, Beach. It, yeah, but but it's how can you command a room? Like my, I've seen Mike McDaniels, they got the hard knock stuff going, right? Mike McDaniel can command a room. He can't. As goofy and weird as he is, he's got that that group together. And he's interesting. He's weird, but he's very interesting and he 
kind of makes you listen to him. There's something about Mike McDaniel that makes you stop and listen. I think when it comes to Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn is the one that's got a lot of the backing of NFL people as this guy's a head coach. This guy is a head coach. He's a head coach type. Now, is he too, is he cut from the same cloth as like the Vrabel, right? He is probably more like Vrabel from a football philosophy than we would want the Titans to go after, like we've talked about. But Aaron Glenn has been touted as one of the best head coaches that's up and coming that hasn't gotten the job yet. I just think that that's a little silly that Ben Johnson can't command a room. He certainly can command an offense. And that's really all I need to see, uh, you know, right? Like, I I, I also think that I got to take this with a grain of salt. Like, what's it, Mike? My, how I don't think that Mike's ever been in a, in a, in a meeting room with Ben Johnson. So I, I don't, I take this with a grain of salt. He, I, I don't necessarily believe that that's true. And I'm sure, you know, he is plugged in or whatever, but. I, just because the, there's a theory that Aaron Glenn commands a room better, has a louder voice, whatever it is, I think that Ben Johnson and what he can do on the offensive side of the football is proof in itself that this is a guy that can help take a team to the next level on offense, which is at the end of the day what the Titans are searching for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm reading from a to z sports.com. I know that players like and respect Ben Johnson, but I also know that Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn command the room a lot more. I don't know if Johnson can do that. It just makes you wonder if Johnson is a is making a big mistake if he leaves, where a very good job that is likely uh, making him the highest paid coordinator in the game we'll probably see soon. So, look, the Lions, here's the difference of that, because Dan Campbell is the offensive Mike Vrabel when it comes to the philosophy of football. Dan Campbell's an offensive guy, and he is a ultimate like leader of commanding the room. And then you have Ben Johnson on that same side of the football. It's kind of like Mike Vrabel and Shane Bowen. Like Shane Bowen never is truly going to be the dog in that defensive side of that because Mike Vrabel's lurking over. Ben Johnson has Dan Campbell lurking over. Ben Johnson might be the smart guy that can come up with the creative play calls and do all of that, but Dan Campbell is, is, the, is the boss. Right. Then you have Aaron Glenn, who is on the opposite side. It's Aaron Glenn's defense. And that is, that is what the line it's Aaron Glenn's defense. He's the boss on that side. And so it's look, I don't know, but that's just what I've heard. And then here comes the last nugget. And it's uh, about a guy who is not on the Titans initial seven candidate list. And it is Bobby Slowick. Bobby Slowick from accounts is not ready. Bobby Slowick's 36 years old. This is his first year calling plays. Yeah, he spent five years in the Niners system under Shanahan. He's one of the last, if not the last, Kyle Shanahan disciple to get a head coaching job. Bobby Slowick, the word to be used for him is timid. And so Bobby Slowick has more growing up to do in confidence building. He might be fantastic at play calls and he's, done a great job with the Texans and CJ Stroud and their division winners for a reason. And Bobby Slowick's got a lot to do with that, but Bobby Slowick is even younger than Ben Johnson. He's timid. He is not exactly the guy that can, that is ready right now in 2024 
to lead a football team. Yeah, and that's what you worry about, right? Because he's only been an offensive coordinator at this level for one season. Now you want to throw him into a head coaching role? So I understand the concern there, absolutely. Um, You need experience at whatever position in this league in order to have success in running your football team. So, look, I I like the offensive guys they've brought in. I don't think they're done yet. That's why we're talking about Bobby Slowick here. But – if I had to pick right now, my number one candidate would be Ben Johnson from the Detroit Lions. I think that Mike Kafka could be a great option as well, a sleeper, if you will. You know, not a popular pick as the chat starts to react to what I just said. <laughs> um, you know, not maybe maybe it's not the popular pick coming from New York, but I, I do think that, honestly, my one-two would go Ben Johnson and Mike Kafka right now. Frank Callahan, I agree with whoever said it, a B-tier, a B-tier guy. I think that he there's a chance that he could be very successful in this league, but those are just my two favorites as we stand today. Frank Smith from the Dolphins hasn't been yeah. announced yet, but I, he could easily go one two. Uh, he could, he could slot into one of those roles as well. Yeah, and uh, it's Frank Smith's not calling plays either in Miami. No. The comments are just like I can't get the the middle school boy in me is is laughing. I look, I, I do the same thing. I bring it uh, on. Yeah. I would do the same. I know. Thing. Uh, damn it. Um, be professional. <laughs> Snap out of it. Let's go. All right. Um, so <laughs> it's. I'm, I'm just very fascinated to see how the Titans view this. And, you know, you brought this up about, you know, the lack of rank Carthon connections that are in this group of seven, which is a good thing. And they're going to, cast a wide net they're doing it and they're gonna have all these virtual interviews next week um bobby slowick i don't necessarily think is ready for the job so we'll see where the titans land here again here are the seven names initially requested for interviews by the titans brian callahan aaron glenn antonio pierce dan quinn mike kafka mike mcdonald and ben johnson i don't know if the titans next head coach is one of those seven guys uh but that's at least the seven uh, names initially here, Jack. So um, let's go ahead and get to a couple super chats before we discuss the new spice in the info about Mike Vrabel. Curtis says, knowing Amy, she already knows who she's hiring. She's just playing the game so she won't get in trouble like she did with the malarkey hire. I don't buy that. I don't buy that one bit. Now, when, when you make a move as strong as firing Vrabel, who's been successful here, then sure, it might look that way. There, you know, If you're going to get rid of Vrabel, you got to have a guy waiting in the wings. But I don't believe that's true. And I think that that's evident in just how wide of a net they've already casted in this coaching search. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I agree with you. Um, let's see. Here comes Kane. He says, how will the organization prevent free agents from signing just to collect a check, especially when they are under construction, can't afford wasting money or draft picks? We cannot go backwards. I, I don't understand. It's kind of a like, paranoid take from Kane. You know, Yeah, for real. That's a good way to put wait, it, Jack. It's a bit paranoid because when you sign a free agent, he, you're, he's expected to come in and, and perform here. This is the NFL. This is a professional organization where if you're not on your game, you're on national TV for everyone to watch. So I don't necessarily believe that. And I, I do believe that the Titans organization is strong enough to where nobody's going to come in and loaf. I, they, they don't tolerate that. They just fired a coach that won back-to-back division titles, made the playoffs three out of his six seasons here. There is a, there's a standard, there is a bar that's set very high for success 
in this organization. They will not tolerate any, and they won't even go after guys that might have that characteristic in them. I mean, that's yeah. That's I think like how many Titans free agent signings have just gotten here to collect a check? One, Vic Beasley. One. That's the one. Like they sign, I don't know, like twenty plus free agents every year. Not all of them are the ones that you guys are thinking about that happen in the month of March. But they sign so many free agents, and one guy, Vic Beasley. It was getting it for the check. And that happened because John Robinson has the same agent and John Robinson was very lazy in that. So Kane allowing a one situation that happened three, almost four years ago. Like what Vic Beasley was in March of 2020. That was also when there were no like connections and ways that you could interview free agents other than that. Like, come on. Like that was almost four years ago. The chat screaming clowny as well, which I agree with. I don't think he gave it, uh, you know, 100%, 100% of the time here in Tennessee. So I'm with the chats. I'm on, I'm on the chat side with that, with the clowny. Chat, same year, well. right? So n- nearly four years ago. Uh, let's see. Andre says, um, you need a guy who can both lead and X's and O's, not someone who does one or the other. Vrabel could lead but not scheme to save his life. Can Johnson lead? That, yes, that's kind of the formula, right? McVay, Shanahan. Uh, who are some uh, Zach Taylor, I think is a legit Mike McDaniel who we just talked about. I'm trying to think of other, the top coaches, like, you know, offensive minded coaches who can do both. Dan Campbell has been Johnson. How much of Dan Campbell is the scheme uh, or how much of it has been Johnson, right? Like there's a lot uh, of, you know, D'Amico Ryan's like, he's a great leader, right? But he's got, he's a defensive guy with Bobby Slowick and all that kind of stuff. So I think, Andre is, is right on that. Um, and then Sportacular, completely out of left field, but it's a super chat. There was a thing where Lions fans can't wear Stafford jerseys. Okay. Uh, All right, Sportacular, thanks. keep the main thing the main thing today. Stafford yeah. jerseys are not uh, on the docket for today's yeah. show. <laughs> thanks for the $4.99. Uh, appreciate that. So, Jack... There has been new spicy information about Mike Rabel's departure and why he was fired. We will share that with you. But first, the Bone and Joint Institute is where you should go whenever injuries occur in life. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever that injury happens, don't let it linger. Go get it taken care of. The folks at the Bone and Joint Institute have all the experts, the resources right there under one roof in Franklin, right off of I-65, so it's so easy to get to. It's also really easy to book an appointment. Say you've got an ankle injury. I don't know. Uh, you go boneandjointtn.org. You click book an appointment. You say, hi, my name's Austin Stanley. I have an ankle injury. And it automatically sorts the doctors and their schedules that make it easy on you. Uh, so boneandjointtn.org is where to go. Hi, my name's Austin Stanley, and my football is hurting. Uh, BetMGM.com is the place to go if you're looking to get some skin in the game. The king of sportsbooks, they call it that for a reason. It's an easy app to navigate. They've got great selection. They've got boosted parlay odds. They've got it all. Anything you would want if you're in the game. But if you aren't and you're looking to get in the game, now's the perfect time to do it. Sign up with our bonus code A to Z Sports and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. That's a hefty chunk of change. Up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet misses only on BetMGM and only with our bonus code A to Z Sports. 
Visit Benjamin Cop for terms and conditions. 21 or older. Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, other qualifications, but eligible requirements. First online room money wager. Only rewards issued. Number of bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem games, work called Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Okay, Jack. New information about the firing of Mike Rabel. Uh, this coming from really strong reporting from Joe Rexrode locally and Diana Rossini uh, nationally of The Athletic. And uh, before we get going on the, what they reported, I will say um, I was literally on the phone with Buck Rising yesterday afternoon going through a lot of the same stuff. Um, and then Nick Saban retired. <laughs> so uh, that changed what Buck and I's conversation was about. And so Nick Saban retired. Uh, and I know Buck is going to have Diana Rossini on his radio show on 104.5 The Zone today. Uh, and then we will have uh, Buck's version that has probably a little bit more uh, than this as of right now uh, from what Diana and Joe Rexrode put together. So we'll be able to take their reporting to the next level. But here is what Joe Rexrode and Diana Rossini reported today. Uh, the Titans considered firing Mike Vrabel, moving on from Mike Vrabel after last season for a fresh start, according to a team source. But Strunk still believed Vrabel was a great coach and worth keeping. The hope that was an arranged marriage between Carthon and Vrabel would work because both men had shown willingness to adapt. Vrabel was hoping Ryan Cowden, then the Titans VP of player personnel and now Giants executive advisor to the GM, would replace John Robinson but Vrabel was never told it would be Cowden. During the hiring process to replace GM John Robinson, who was fired by Strunk late last season, Vrabel made two comments to Strunk that created friction between them. Uh, three sources said, Vrabel wanted full control over the roster, saying he had earned it, and Strunk pointedly disagreed. Strunk has carried a belief over the years that head coaches shouldn't have full control, pointing to the way the things went for the Titans in the latter years of Jeff Fisher's tenure uh, with her father. Um, and then watching from afar as the Patriots with Bill, Be Bill Belichick and the Texans with Bill O'Brien. When Carthon was close to getting the job, Vrabel told Strunk he liked Carthon, but didn't feel he was ready to become an NFL GM. Vrabel's suggestion, hire Carthon as assistant GM a promotion from his number three spot with the Niners. Strunk did not take kindly to this suggestion, and team sources believe her and Vrabel's relationship took a hit as a result of that conversation. So there's other things in the athletic report, Jack, uh, and I will say that, that are all things that Buck told me on the phone yesterday pre-Nick Saban retiring, um, is that also when... Uh, Mike Vrabel went to New England and did his induction to the Hall of Fame speech and said, it's not like this everywhere else, that Amy Adams Strunk took that very personally. Um, even if Mike Vrabel did not mean that at the Titans, that is how it was discussed. Um, and that also uh, things really started to sour. And the lack of cooperation is a lot of what happened with Mike Vrabel this year, it was more of Mike Vrabel not being willing to cooperate and collaborate rather than any of the other directions it could have gone. So um, my takeaway from what I learned yesterday 
was a lot along the lines of Mike Vrabel digging his own grave. Um, so that's my take from it, Jack. Um, your reaction? I know there's a lot of uh, comments coming in here from us talking about um, the reporting from Joe Rexrode and Diana Rossini of The Athletic uh, earlier this morning, which great yeah, job well, by them. Yes, absolutely. Let's, let's go ahead and ask the question. Do you buy or sell the new information about Mike Vrabel's firing from the Titans? So after all, everything that Austin just read, and you guys can go check it out as, as you're watching the show, do you buy or sell the new information about Mike Vrabel's firing from the Titans? Austin, I've got a couple of thoughts. Okay. I think that it was a bad time for Mike Vrabel to ask for full control of the roster after losing seven games to end the season. And Amy's right. She saw how it went with Jeff Fisher. She saw how it went with Bill O'Brien. She saw how Bill Belichick just, you know, was asked to leave New England because he couldn't make the right personnel decisions while also doing the job of a head coach. I totally agree with that. And I don't think that having full control in the NFL works the way a lot of people think it might. But on Vrabel's side, I totally think that that was a reasonable request to let Ryan Cowden go ahead and be your GM, bring Ran in as his number two right-hand man. I think that that was totally reasonable. The weirdest part in all of this was, it sounds like the Titans used Ryan Cowden. They used him for his draft board, a draft that went swimmingly, by the way, and now he's in New, New York with the Giants. All right, so, so, I, I, so okay, go ahead. Sorry, I, I just I just think that I, I see it from both sides. Like I understand Amy's unwillingness to give Rabel total power after you know a bad stretch of games to end the season last year, but I also think that Mike Rabel wasn't necessarily out of line and saying, you know what, I think Ran as the number two guy here would make a lot of sense. It'd be promotion for Ran. And you've got a guy in Ryan Calvin who's been in the building, who is a guy that Vrabel clearly trusted. But I don't think that Amy liked necessarily being questioned. And, you know, maybe that started, you know, didn't necessarily burn the bridge, but maybe it lit a match. What do you think? I think I know I've heard Mike Vrabel had three people on his list for GM. He preferred Ryan Calvin. Also on that list, Rand Carthon and Ian Cunningham from the Bears. <clears throat> so Mike Vrabel wanted Ryan Cowden because he believed he had authority or at least the relationship to get what he wanted with Ryan Cowden as the GM. And so if Ryan Cowden was the GM, Mike Vrabel would be closer to having that full control of the roster. Much more influence. Yes. But without Ryan Cowden and with a new person, it was going to be more difficult for Vrabel to do that. Now, is Vrabel wrong or right for asking for that control? I think I understand it from Vrabel's standpoint to an extent because of how bad it went with John Robinson at the end, because here is what the book is on John Robinson's last couple of years. The first couple of years, collaborative effort scouts doing what scouts do uh, uh, GMs and, and coaches all coming together. Is Derek Henry the right pick? We just traded for DeMarco Murray. Joe Rexford wrote that last week about Derek Henry on, okay, here's right, draft Derrick Henry, and, and it works out, right? Because everybody had their input on that. 
where the last few years of John Robinson, it was him not relying on his scouts and scouts going out there and doing work. And all of a sudden John Robinson drafts who he wants to draft. So Mike Vrabel seeing the seven game losing streak happen because John Robinson traded away AJ Brown. John Robinson made Ryan Tannehill's cap hit in 2022, the largest cap hit in the NFL because of restructures and Julio Jones trade that Mike Vrabel did not want the Julio Jones trade. So John Robinson did all these things that cost the Titans to lose seven games in a row in Mike Vrabel's mind. And Mike Vrabel says, look, hey, I've won games. Let me have control over this thing so I can win more games. But I, that's, I understand that to an extent. I clearly think Mike Vrabel went way overboard. And uh, ultimately, uh, I don't know if it was sabotage. I'm not ready to say that yet. Because I've also heard that around the building, Mike Vrabel was as pleasant as he's ever been this season. But I don't know if he was doing this on purpose. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But but Mike Vrabel um, is very, 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 very much at fault for why he is no longer the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Isn't this kind of like asking your parents for a new car after driving one of theirs in the ditch, though, in the timing that Mike Vrabel requested full control? Because losing seven straight, I understand that you're hamstrung by your personnel, but you also started seven and three. And, you know, the collapse shouldn't, I understand some regression when you lose Tannehill, but there shouldn't have been a full-blown collapse. It just feels to me like Vrabel had had taken his, his mom's car to the gas station, drove it in a ditch, and he comes back, and next week he says, you know what, Mom? I, I think I want a car of my own. It's I just, think it's, it's this. Why I would Andy give him that give him that power? I think John Robinson told Vrabel to drive it in the ditch or John Robinson drove it in the ditch and Vrabel was in the passenger seat. And Vrabel says, look, I give me a car. Give me, cause like, no, I'm not trusting either of you fools again. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that, that's what I think it was. That's like more that. of a, you know, I'm not trusting any two brothers drive the car into a ditch and the other brother riding the passenger seat said, give me a new car. Not him, but me. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I think I think it's bad timing, and you know what? Timing is everything in this world, and, and we're going to see if this the timing was right for the Titans here. But I just, I, 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 none of this really surprises me. Does it surprise you? It kind of felt like you know there was a power struggle, which is what we all thought in the first place. Between you know, and it was multi layered between Rand, Vrabel, Vrabel, Amy. So I, none of this is that surprising to me. Do you agree? Um. I'm a little surprised that Vrabel was as uncooperative as I'm hearing that he was. Yes. I mean, what do you, when you think of Mike Vrabel, the football player, what do you think of? Guy who's willing to do anything to win. Anything to help the team win, right? Team player. I've sat in every seat in this room, right? I was the, the draft pick that wasn't living up to his draft selection. I was the free agent uh, acquisition. I was the special teams guy. I was the the team captain. I was the old veteran in the room that wasn't as good as it used to be. I've been every 53 seats. But it seems like he wasn't exactly the, the team player that he was as a player. And, and there's a lot more information in that article. I encourage all of, every Titans fan to read that today to have full context on just exactly what went down. Interesting nugget about Amy leaving the, the Dolphins game early. That surprised me. It just felt like after Vrabel went up to New England and 
didn't necessarily put the Titans down, but certainly didn't prop them up and did a hell of a job complimenting, you know, the Patriots franchise. felt like that could have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, But yeah, you know, a power struggle. Vrabel is is not a guy who's willing to back down. Also, we know that. Um, So when he didn't get his way, it feels like he, he, you know, not necessarily that he took his ball and went home, but it just felt like they didn't really work together to patch that up. And, you know, the breakdown in communication led to a breakdown in the relationship and it led us to where we are today. Now the Titans are looking to find a new head coach. And and this is look, I, I think Vrabel's a good coach. I think Vrabel's a, I a good head coach. And I, and clearly from all the things that we've seen over the last two and a half days of Titans players being crushed and former Titans players being crushed about Mike Vrabel being fired. I, I think Mike Vrabel Obviously, you see Tier Tart tweeting like the the goodbye kiss emoji because Tier Tart's a child, and it, I don't think Tier Tart's somebody you should take any uh, opinion in. But if, same like, with Monty Rice. Yeah, same. Yeah, there's some. If you didn't get along with Rabel, you didn't get along with Rabel for sure. Uh, and but if you did, then you had a great relationship with Rabel, and there's way more great relationships with Rabel than there are not great. Um, so if you, if, but, if you hadn't read the Harold Landry quote, I encourage you to do so as well, because he spoke glowingly of Rabel. Like, uh, like he said, he wouldn't be where he was without Rabel. So, I mean, there's way more players that think highly of Rabel than the opposite, but go yeah, on. I don't think you know, Anthony says Rabel's a great coach. It's being reported that teams with their coach are talking about firing to get Rabel. I, I don't think Mike Rabel's a great coach. I think he's a very good coach but he has to have the, you know, he needs the right type of roster. And we forget that he did take over a playoff roster when he got to the Titans uh, there. So buy or sell. Do you buy, I'm guessing I buy it. I buy the new information. I saw a lot of the chat said, bye, 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 bye. It was just buy frenzy. Uh, like it's, you know, Black Friday here on the, with the sale. So buy, everybody's buying this. I'm sure some uh, yeah. people are not. Most of the chat is buying it, and I'll get, I'll go ahead and get to some of those comments here, and we'll start off with Eric Castillo uh, on YouTube. He says buy. Curtis agrees. Uh, the real agrees. Stephen King agrees. Par for the course, um, which, which is kind of what I said. Um, Jay is selling it. He said it sounds kind of fa- fake. Uh, Matt Stotler buy it tracks. Uh, Danny Whitson also buys. Oh, so does Connor. Real quick, the person that said it sounds like it's fake. I haven't talked. I like, I like Joe Rexford a ton. I haven't talked to him in months. Uh, and I, this came out this morning and I had a conversation about all the same stuff with Buck yesterday afternoon, right. As Nick Saban retired. So fake or people talking to sources. Like, I mean, yeah. And, and the biggest question mark, a lot of Titans will have and, and want to know from Joe Rexford is, is, is it this, is this just the Titan side of this? Because right there, there's, there's the Titan side, there's Vrabel side, and there's somewhere in the middle. Well, Joe Rexrode was asked that by a reader, and he responded that this is this is this is what it is from both sides. He says this is the truth, and I totally believe it. Joe Rexrode's very reputable here; he's one of Look, the best writers in town, if not the best writer. And I do and, think there are some things that Vrabel probably felt that I would agree with that was not going the right way. Like I don't think Mike Vrabel was taking a shot at the Tennessee Titans when he was in New England saying, it's not like this everywhere else. Like, that's not a shot at the Titans. That is, if Amy Adams Strunk was sensitive about that, then that's ridiculous. So, I, you know, 
Yeah. But I think there was a fracture in that relationship before though. And that, you know, only, only further separated the two. Like, I believe that, you know, they were here before the season. They got to hear Mike Vrabel goes up and explains how great new England is and how there's no place like it, not even Tennessee. And then they're here. You know, I I don't think it was a, I don't think it fully broke their relationship, but it certainly didn't do anything to mend it. All right, Jack, we got some super chats to get to uh, a lot of super chats today. We appreciate that from everybody. Make sure you hit that like button on the show. Uh, we need that uh, for sure before I get to some Super Chats. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai is that spot to go get your new ride online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com or in Lebanon. You're going to save some money by going to Wilson County Hyundai to get that new ride rather than getting downtown Nashville prices or anything like that. So go see our friend Payne Bone and online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Jack, I'm going to go to some Super Chats here. Brandon <clears throat> says, Vrabel is like the story of Icarus. He flew too close to the sun with his demands and the son was Amy, but he will be missed. That's pretty funny. I like it, Brandon. Um, I Andre, like that. <clears throat> uh, that. That might be the first Icarus reference that we've had on A to Z sports. Um, Andre says, this is exactly what some of us figured. Vrabel wanted to be Belichick Jr. with Belichick now out in New England. It looks like more and more that he orchestrated his out. Uh, I still don't think he orchestrated his out because Mm-mm. Diana Rossini, the same person that was reporting all this stuff in the athletic today, was also tweeting out that Mike Vrabel never asked ownership for his out of Tennessee. I still think Mike Vrabel wanted to be here. If Mike Vrabel could have it his way, I think he wanted to be here. Yeah, and if you don't believe that, well, might I just refer you to week 18 where Vrabel could have easily mailed it in, gotten the hell out of here. Nobody would have cared. I guess still people would have cared, but he could have easily mailed it in against the, uh, against the uh, excuse me, why am I forgetting who they were? The Jaguars. But they came out, they played really hard, and they ended up winning that game handily. Like I I don't believe that Vrabel knew that this was his fate before this two-minute meeting with Amy Adams Shrunk and Burke Nihill. So that's just right. where I stand on it. All right. So Darren says, uh, I buy it and Vrabe, what the hell, man? Coaches being GMs, how many times has that really worked? Do your job. Yep. Uh, plenty of Darren, things. Darren's right. Do. There's more examples of failures when a coach has total control of the roster than there are success stories. And I understand that Vrabel isn't like the others, but you know, that's what Bill if O'Brien Mike Vrabel said. Wants, if, if Mike Vrabel wants total control of a roster, then there's an opening in Tuscaloosa, Alabama that he might want to go check out uh, <laughs> and see if you want to, if you really want to deal with total control of a roster, go do it in college football right now with a transfer portal and NIL. There you go, Mr. Total Control. Uh, Kane's responding to uh, Jack saying he was paranoid, which I agreed with about Kane's earlier super chat saying that, how do you protect from getting guys that are in free agency that are just going to be here for the check? He says, paranoid. Could your take on a DC as a head coach not be the same? There have been more than one or two people that have signed with his team and not produced, but Kane, you're not talking about free agents that are signed that didn't produce. You're talking about free agents that signed just to get the bag. Like you're insinuating with this comment to follow up that every free agent that didn't produce was just here to get the bag. And and that was it, which is ridiculous. Look, you win some, you lose some in free agency, you overpay and it's a gamble and you probably shouldn't rely on it to win a football uh, championship. But Kane, come on, dude. Like there's one or more people that have signed that not produced. No bleep, but you're insinuating people getting the check and then quitting on it. Vic Beasley is the only person that I can 
factually say has done that, Kane. So yeah, you are paranoid. I'm not paranoid about a D coordinator being a head coach because I just watched Mike Vrabel go through four offensive coordinators in six seasons. You left no crumbs. I've got nothing to add. I actually I do. You know, it does it does matter who you have in the locker room as leaders. Jeffrey Simmons is a guy that won't let you quit. He'll call you out like he subtly did to TR Tart when he started dogging it, dogging it in the middle of the season. DeAndre Hopkins, you want to quit in front of that man who's laying it all on the line every Sunday when he's not even getting the football? Good luck. I, you're not going to get away with it in the locker room. Yeah, for sure. All right, Amnesia uh, with another super chat says, I'm beginning to think Vrabel tanked this season to get fired and out of Tennessee. This seems like some tampering happened in New England while he was there. I, I don't buy it. Uh, and that Again, could age like milk if they go for Gerard Mayo in New England. Yeah, I, I still think Mike Vrabel wants to win to win. Mike Vrabel wanted to win the AFC South. Um, let's see. Bryson, do you think there might be some tampering going on with Vrabel and the Patriots? If there is, then the Titans should absolutely investigate that. But I don't necessarily think that there is. We've got some news according to the chat. Michael Snyder and Trace quick to tell us. Bobby Slowick lined up for an interview. Okay. So we, we all saw that coming, right? <clears throat> for sure. That is the one Rand Carthon connection. So so Bobby Slowick, number eight, uh, right there in the request. Okay, more two more Super Chats before we wrap up this show. Uh, it would be fantastic if New England gets investigated for tampering and strips them of the first-round picks so no future quarterback. It would not be done that fast. Uh, that would be multiple years down the road uh, for that. And uh, Connor says, Vrabel is not a great coach. Two playoff wins, both in 2019. Tomlin took a bad rush with a bad quarterback to 10 and seven in the playoffs. That's a great coach. That's a hall of fame coach. That's one of the best coaches of all time. Yeah. There is a different level of great to hall of fame. Mm-hmm. And I, I tweeted this this morning, Jack, and I'm curious to see what you think about it. You know, it, it's always been a saying, you never want to be the guy to replace the guy, but man, Bill Belichick has made it pretty damn easy to replace the guy with the last couple of years in new England. Yeah, I know. I agree with the way he's kind of flamed out. It's going to be much more pressure on Dan Lanning if he takes that Alabama job to replace Nick Saban, who might have had his best coaching job of his entire career at, oh, on yeah. his way out in Alabama, rather than Bill Belichick having his least successful season as a head coach in New England. So, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. All right. That would be it for today's show. And this is going to be a crazy week to continue. So now there are eight names that. The Titans have requested for their head coaching interviews. Bobby Slowick joins this list. Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator of the Houston Texans, joins Brian Callahan, Bengals offensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, Lions defensive coordinator, Antonio Pierce, Raiders interim, Dan Quinn, Cowboys DC, Mike Kafka, Giants OC, Mike McDonald, Ravens DC, and Ben Johnson, Lions OC. Uh, Jack, I have a trend. No, this is a joke. It's a joke, but okay. it is factually accurate. According to every Tennessee Titans head coach, Brian Callahan, Aaron Glenn, Antonio Pierce, and Bobby Slowick are all eliminated based on one thing. Huh. This is a riddle. All right, Chad. Help me out, Chad. So let's right, run through it one more time. 
according to every Tennessee Titans head coach, Brian Callahan, Aaron Glenn, Antonio Pierce, and now Bobby Slowick are all eliminated because of the same thing. Playoffs? Playoff nope. team? Nope. No, I'm already forgetting some of the guys. Well, Callahan wasn't, isn't a playoff. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. For, uh, former players, his kin? Nope. They're not named Mike? Great guest from Darren. Didn't nope. play I mean, in the league? Nope. Um, they're short. Let's see. Short from Eric Davis. Look at the chat. Where's What have I missed in the chat? Um, not you know named it? Mike. Let's go ahead and hear it. They're, they don't have a one-syllable first name. Here I was thinking it would be super layered and really cool. <laughs> you drop you drop this syllable on me. Oh my gosh. That, that was a letdown. I'm not gonna lie. Jeff Fisher, Mike Munchak, Ken Wisenhunt, Mike Malarkey, Mike Vrabel, Jeff, Mike, Ken, Mike, Mike. <laughs> All right. Well, it's bad news for I the double. I told you guys it was name. a joke. I told you it was a joke. <laughs> Kane I told you that. My God. <laughs> I told you it was a joke. <laughs> Light them up on your way out, guys. But do not God. forget to like the show. We just hit 100. Let's try I mean, and get to 150. But you've got Dan, Mike, Mike, Ben, right? There you go. Dan, Mike, Mike, and Ben on the list. Yeah, that's who it's going to be. It's going to be one of those Sorry, four guys. Sorry, Antonio. <laughs> and you can't shorten it to tone. No, no, no nicknames allowed. And Bobby Slowick <laughs> is 36 years old. He is not Bob. Austin, we're losing likes in the show after you made that joke. No, I, guys, <laughs> I told you it was a joke. God. Oh, I love it. Chat was on fire today. I got to tip my hat to the chat today. Excellent day in the chat from you guys. <laughs> uh, really fun show today. And there's more coming. Buck Rising, listen to his show. This afternoon is going to be great. Don't forget to read that Joe Rexroad story. A to Z is going to have all kinds of content coming out today. It's yep. a great day to be online. So go ahead and take advantage of it Advantage of it, and use A to Z for everything that they offer. All right, guys. Uh, that'll do it for us. Again, please hit that like button. Hit the like on the show. That helps everybody uh, out for sure. Buck Rising will be live tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime at 8 p.m. And we'll be back tomorrow on a Friday morning at 8 a.m. See you guys then. Appreciate it as always.